Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Byteclear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Byteclear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Ah. The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car-selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. Oh, hi, I didn't see you there. We're going to jump into the show here in just a second. But first, I want to talk to you about our Patreon page at BobSuskaShow.com. You might have noticed that most other podcasts only present one show per week or even one show per month. But here on this show, The Bob Seska Show, we record four shows every week. In fact, make it six shows a week if you include the postmortem bonus shows on our Patreon page. And since we're not part of a cable news network or a fancy corporation, we rely on your support to keep producing upwards of six shows per week. And the best way to support The Bob Seska Show is, of course, to sign up for as little as $1 per month at bobseskashow.com. That's pennies per show and only $12 per year. But it goes a long way toward allowing us to keep up with the fire hose of news every day. Again, that's bobseskashow.com or just click the all caps Patreon link beneath the logo at bobseska.com. And now let the cartoons begin. Recorded live in the USA covering the whole wide world. Right on! This is the Bob Seska Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com. It was not written for Chiefs. Hear me. Hear this! We the people. That what you called Eid Plebnista was not written for the Chiefs or the Kings or the Warriors or the Rich or the Powerful, but for all the people. Down the centuries, you have slurred the meaning out of the words we the people of the united states in order to form a more perfect union establish justice ensure domestic tranquility provide for the common defense promote the general welfare <laughs> and secure the blessings of liberty for ourselves and our posterity to ordain and establish this constitution these words and the words that follow were not written only for the Yangs, but for the Koms as well. The Koms? They must apply to everyone, or they mean nothing. Do you understand? I do not fully understand. Bob Seska! It appears Seska has been genetically altered. The Bob Seska Show! Yep. There he is. Newly minted Russian propagandist William Shatner. It's a goddamn shame. From our nation's capital, it is Thursday, July 15, 2021. And this is the Bob Seska Show on the Sexy Liberal Podcast Network. Hi, my name is Bob. Hello, Bob. Hello, day 177. That music is loud. Day 177 of the Biden-Harris administration, 481 days until the 22 midterms. Find me on Instagram at TheBobSeska and on Twitter at BobSeska underscore go. And here they come, the goth ninjas. We call them the Goth Ninjas. If you're just joining us on the show, it's Jody Hamilton from the From the Bunker podcast, also from the uh, Sexy Liberal Podcast Network, sexyliberal.com, also patreon.com slash from the bunker, and David Ferguson. We call him T-Rex from the T-Rex Report podcast, also from Astral Summer. That's his band. That's his music project, astralsummer.bandcamp.com to support those guys. Yeah, great, great music over there. So go buy lots of music, lots of summer songs to listen to, right? Okay, Goth Ninjas, how are you? How's it going? What's happening? What's going I'm on? having computer problems, but other than that, everything's fine. <laughs> yeah, we're we're a little concerned that Jody's been hacked. Is that the uh, someone taking not, over I, your computer? I don't think I was. I mean, I've got I've got anti ransomware stuff and and uh, anti malware stuff. I am going to take it in. Yeah, 
and just have a guy look at it and go, help. And yep. if there is anything on it, get rid of it. Yeah, well, if it's anything my, like my luck, anytime I visit the IT guys, they take one look and go, Looks good to me. <laughs> yeah. 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 I it's 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 I had this backup um, disc that I've been using forever. Yeah. And it got full, so I bought a new blank lacy drive. Mm-hmm. Started backing up that drive, and then all of a sudden things got weird, and it was a blank drive. So I don't know oh, what's going no. on. Oh, lacy drives. You know what I lost? You know what I lost on a lacy drive back in the day? I got one of the earliest one terabyte hard drives like a backup uh-huh. hard drive or external hard drive and i put my independent film all of the source footage and the entire edit was backed up onto that drive and it died it died you know i lost can- everything i had a, i had a drive that wouldn't spin up a yeah. lacy years ago and i was you know i needed the stuff that was on it and i mm-hmm. was like okay scouring the internet for information on what to do and yeah. one person suggested putting it in a ziploc bag and then throwing it in the freezer for <laughs> like two or three hours that sounds like a prank that sounds like someone's yeah, it, fucking it worked it. it did really it worked what it did was because if it won't spin up something it's a mechanical issue uh-huh. right yeah. and so and me and my it guy at my work was like that worked i said it worked wow because you're keeping you're keeping the moisture out of it by putting it in the plastic bag yeah so yeah. there's no moisture getting into it but somehow when it gets un when it's thawed yeah it's it's spun, it's spun right up oh my god uh, see i gotta try that and i don't have that lacy drive anymore so i won't be able to rescue my files on that drive but <laughs> i have other drives you know i've got a whole closet of hard drives from old computers that i just once the computer dies i take the hard drive out and throw the rest of the computer away and so well, Kimberly's yeah he's going to come home and everything from the freezer is going to be in the sink and the entire <laughs> freezers going to be full of hard drives and she's going to be like bob yes no room for bob, scr- no room for screwing how are we going to have sex <laughs> <laughs> Oh my God! And Jody, you got to talk about your face. What is going on with your face? <laughs> Such a weird, weird that's not a nice about question. Your Bob. face. I know what's wrong what's... with your face? You need so many things done. <laughs> Does your um, face hurt? Because it's no, killing me. It's killing me. Uh, so basically, yeah. um, about a year or so ago, I noticed this uh, thing on uh, above my lip, uh-huh. and a friend of mine's mom had a similar thing and then had to get her whole upper lip cut into. I mean, yeah. it was just, yeah. And I was like, I don't want that. <laughs> you know, I, I I'm going to take this because it's, I thought it was like a zit and I'm like, mm-hmm. no, it's not, it's not going away. And so I go to the dermatologist and the doctor looks at my face and he goes, no, yeah, that's precancer. Let me freeze that oh, off. And then he looked shit. at the rest of my face and he freezed off a few other things. And, and he goes, okay, I'll see you in three months. And saw him in three months. He goes, yeah, let's do that one spot again. And I said, okay. And then it was fine. And then about, I guess it was three weeks ago, maybe Yeah. three, three, four weeks ago. Um, I was at my, I went to my, uh, physical mm-hmm. and she said are you going to a dermatologist I said yes actually I have an appointment so again he froze that and then looked at the rest of my face and th- froze some other things he goes you know what let's stop keeping doing this he's like there's this one procedure that I can do but your deductible is too high Yeah, and I need to find out how much that procedure is because I'd rather do that than what I had to go through mm-hmm. um, um, he said but since your deductible is so high I'm going to suggest this cream and you put it on for five nights in a row and it basically can kill precancerous cells on your face that are not visible to the naked eye. Oh my God. Hmm. Wow. And so, and what's fun about this stuff is yeah, you put it on. Yeah, you put it on, right? And you can't touch your face can't or touch have your face, face can't touch face yeah. or have your face touch anything else yeah. for eight hours. Oh my God. So oh I had to put a headband on and then pull my hair back. And I was putting it on between 4.30 and 5 in the afternoon starting last Wednesday. Yeah. So it was Wednesday through Saturday. And so literally sleeping sitting up so that I wouldn't turn, Yeah. you know, to get the stuff on my pillowcase. Uh, that's the and worst. And you couldn't do it for eight hours mm-hmm. straight because I guess they want to make sure it really gets absorbed into your skin. Yeah. And that makes sense to me. Um. And then there was no reaction to it at all. I mean, there was there was potential allergic reactions and all mm-hmm. sorts of other things, but no reaction at all until Sunday. I get up Sunday morning and I have House Sparks Pizza Face. Oh, and um, 
But describe Hal Sparks Pizza Face for a second. Tell us well, what basically, that is. when he was doing when they were doing the sexy liberal virtual tour, he yeah. actually played COVID at one point, and he put a filter, <laughs> and he had an accent and everything, and he put a filter over his face that looked like pizza. <laughs> okay, like pepperoni pizza, and oh, so man. I had Hal Sparks pizza face on Sunday and on Monday. Yeah. And so then I texted Travis and said, I can't, cause I can't put makeup on. Yeah. Right. You know, cause it's irritated. And yeah. so I said to Travis, I said, I, I can't come in Tuesday. I, I'm going to scare small can't. children. I just can't gonna, do it. Yeah. I'm going it, to, it'll be very frightening. And so the joke was, I was going to come in as the unknown comic, Oh, um, <laughs> which would have been funny and timely and so current. So seventies current. Um, <laughs> But so I am going in tomorrow. It's it's subsided enough, but I'm going to, was it Alicia Keys who stopped wearing makeup on Idol? I'm going to be the Alicia Keys of the Stephanie Miller yeah, show Yeah, there tomorrow. you go. Perfect. I'm not going to wear any makeup. It's still a little red, but it's not fright, and it's not flaking as much because it was super flaking and that's what it's supposed to do. It's finally reacting in the right way. See the doctor in September and we'll go from there. And if I can do what's, I call it the blue light special. There's this machine that emits this, blue light that also can kill cancer cells that you can't see. Um, and I'd rather do that yeah. than the five nights of ointment again. The scary part about that is that you can't see. That's the right. thing that's freaking me out. Like I'm like, suddenly I'm going, is there shit on my face that I can't see? And then suddenly, cause I, you know, I've had some sunburns and I, I have relatively dark skin. I've got that Mediterranean Italian skin. So I don't know if that protects me at all. Uh, I guess it yeah, makes I it less likely. It. Yeah, not yeah, like me. Yeah, yeah strawberry blonde sc- people yeah. apparently are the ones that are really vulnerable to skin cancer, well, and here yeah. I am. Um, but I'm sorry you're going through this, Jody. Yeah, it it's okay. You know, I mean, my whole family. The sunburn, this one sunburn I got on the Big Island. No, I got it on Oahu when I was living on the Big Island. Yeah, I was in the ocean from 11 a.m. to 3 p.m. Really bright, Hamilton. Oh and, God. Yeah, <laughs> and. I go home. There were and, my ties involved here, weren't there? No, no, no. I was only fourteen. Um, well, still, <laughs> I was all of fourteen years old. Yeah. And so, I come home for the week. You know, after my weekend on Oahu, and I was so red mm-hmm. that they would not let me go to school for a week. Oh Jesus! I wasn't allowed outside the house for a week because I was that burned. You had sun poisoning. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I mean, you could I mean, heat. So you you could probably you could probably have fried an egg on my forehead. <laughs> And, oh, that would have oh, made a funny bit. Yeah, yeah. And then I got I got a really nice tan after that, and then it peeled perfectly mm-hmm. because I was wearing Olivia Newton John headbands at the time. Yeah. So it peeled perfectly where I could hide it with the headband, but I probably peeled three or four layers of skin, and that's oh, probably Jesus. what this cancer is yeah, from is yeah. that particular sunburn. Well, you know, our friend Buzz Burbank also had uh, something around the same area of his face, and he had it, uh, you know, surgically removed. So he's got a bit of a, a scar on his upper lip, and and that's what it's from. But you're okay now, right? I mean, the prognosis yeah, is I mean, good. I, it's everything. Yeah, the prognosis is good. I mean, it's called pre-cancer and not cancer cancer right, for right. a reason. Yeah. I mean, my whole family, my dad had cancer um, that started from his skin and it was combination of skin and from smoking because it started in his face and ended up in his brain. And then my sister Dana had skin cancer. My sister Nancy's had stuff removed. My sister Judy's had stuff. So it's in my family anyway. Mm. And because, you know, baby oil and mylar towels in the seventies and having tanning contests, you're going to be stupid and get burned and then you get cancer. I mean, it's just, I'm luckily I'm catching it early enough and I don't want to have, to be cut into my face, especially. You know? mm, yeah. Well, it's as timely as today's headlines, too, by the way, because Johnson & Johnson announced yesterday that it's recalling five of its sunscreen products after some samples right. were found to contain low levels of benzene, a chemical yes. that can cause cancer with repeated exposure. Cancer like leukemia. Talk about nice. fun. Yeah, that's not fun at all. No. Uh, so be careful with your sunscreen. What the affected products packaged in aerosol cans are Aveeno Protect and Refresh aerosol sunscreen, four Neutrogena sunscreen versions, Beach Defense aerosol sunscreen, Cool Dry Sport aerosol sunscreen, Invisible Daily Defense aerosol sunscreen, and Ultra Sheer aerosol sunscreen. So there you go. All aerosols? Yeah, yeah, all aerosols. Yeah. Okay, I don't use aerosols, so that's good. But uh, it's it's always scary, especially those of us who are working our way into our 50s and see yeah, some things birthday. like that on the horizon. Oh, happy thank you. old birthday, man, Bob. you. Welcome thank to your you, 50s. Thank you, thank you. Yes, nearing that Brimley line, I can't wait. 
I can't wait. I'm going to be the Wilfred Brimley of us because uh, I've been offered another movie. I'm like, I am so Wilfred Brimley. Are you? You're going to be in another movie? I might. It's actually, it's kind of fun. It's a little, it's a romp. Uh, it's a, it's a romp. Char- <laughs> it's a romp. And the character that I would play would be this. <laughs> yeah. if, if, it go- if it goes, the character is this woman who is running this um, tour bus to Vegas. And she's just bored out of her mind with her job. <laughs> and... Um, I can't imagine Not why. Not the nicest human, and yeah. uh, it's it's a funny role. It's a, it's a it's a it's important, but it's not the lead, and it's funny, and I liked it. I enjoyed mm. the. If it's cast right with the three bumbling idiots, this movie could be a hit. That's so great. All right, well, congratulations. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, Jody you definitely Hamilton. have a big wad of gum in your mouth when you're playing. You know, <laughs> uh, here's a famous site coming up on the left. If you care. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, she has to play bingo on the bus. I mean, it's and they get they get hijacked. It's very funny. Well, speak- sixty five, kill me now. Exactly, <laughs> pretty much. Well, well speaking of celebrities, twenty four. I hate it here. <laughs> speaking of celebrities, we have a big guest announcement for next Thursday. Not today. I, I'm sorry if you're listening today. I'm sorry, audience, today. You're going to miss out. But next Thursday, you want to listen next Thursday because the great Mary Trump returns to this year's show. Not the Wednesday not the Wednesday interview show, but this show. She'd be our third goth ninja. So she'd be our honorary yes. third goth ninja. That's amazing. Mary Trump next week. So I'm so desperately looking forward to that. That's going to be so much fun. So stick around. Stick around on the show here. Uh, Meantime, holy shit, there's a new bombshell report from The Guardian today that is, I talk about fun, this one's a fun one, but at the same time, I caution uh, a little bit of prudence on this because uh, as Charlie Pierce wrote today, he said, my innate caution against leaping to conclusions based on leaks from intelligence services of any kind makes me cautious about this being a conclusive eureka moment. Too many shadowy people have too many shadowy agendas for me to accept anything emerging from those shadows too readily. The Kremlin has apparently, someone in the Kremlin has leaked apparent confirmation of compromise on Donald Trump, and uh, on top of that, Putin's plot to elect him. So again, remember, this document could be propaganda. This could be Russian propaganda. So be very careful how you're talking about this stuff. But Vladimir Putin personally authorized, according to The Guardian, a secret spy agency operation to support, quote, a mentally unstable Donald Trump in the 2016 U.S. presidential election during a closed session of Russia's National Security Council, according to what are assessed to be leaked Kremlin documents. Now, the Russia people that I've been reading have been saying that it's very seldom that leakers emerge from the Kremlin. And why is that? Because the leakers, if caught, will end up in a blind date with polonium, unfortunately. That's usually how that shit works. Uh, The key meeting took place on the 22nd of January in 2016, the paper suggests. So this is right now, this is uh, right as the election is ramping up. This is right around the time of Iowa and New Hampshire. uh, With the Russian president, his uh, spy chiefs and senior ministers all present at this meeting. They agreed a uh, Trump White House would help secure Moscow's strategic objectives, among them social turmoil in the U.S. and a weakening of the American president's negotiating position. Russia's three spy agencies were ordered to find practical ways to support Trump in a decree appearing to bear Putin's signature. The report, number 32-04-VD, <laughs> so appropriate for Mr. Donald Trump. <laughs> VD is the. Uh, it's classified as secret. It says Trump is the most promising candidate from the Kremlin's point of view. There's a brief psychological assessment of Trump, too, who's described as, quote, an impulsive, mentally unstable, and unbalanced individual who suffers from an inferiority complex. So that's accurate. I mean, the document might be uh, a fabrication for propaganda purposes, but I would say that that mental assessment is accurate of Donald Trump, wouldn't you? I think that's pretty uh, on the nose. There's also apparent confirmation that the Kremlin possesses compromat or potentially compromising material on the future president collected, the document says, from Trump's earlier, quote, non-official visits to Russian Federation territory. The paper refers to certain events that happened during Trump's visits to Moscow, Security Council members are invited to find details in Appendix 5 at Paragraph 5, 
the document states, it is unclear what the appendix contains. It's acutely necessary to use all possible force to facilitate Trump's election to the post of U.S. president, the paper says. So, interesting, this is probably not going to move the needle at all on support for Donald Trump, but again, it uh, thickens up the plot with uh, Russia and uh, seems to confirm, at least, the plan from the very beginning. We're going to set this guy up because we know it's going to be chaos. We know he's going to scramble the board. We know that the Trump presidency is going to be a wacky shack Jenga puzzle that could collapse the entire fucking thing all in one blow. So no wonder. I mean, it's it makes so much sense. That's why you want to believe this shit, don't you? I mean, you, you want to yeah. find the validity here, right? What the Kremlin thought would happen what they were anticipating, what they were hoping for, actually did happen. And we've seen it got getting worse and worse and worse. It started with fire and fury and all kinds of insanity, which, I, you know, I got to be totally honest. I say this now in retrospect. I didn't say it then. But when we were in that fire and fury shit, I mean, you talk about post-traumatic stress. When we were in the midst of fire and fury, it was that first summer of the Trump presidency, summer of 2017, mm-hmm. I thought at any, whatever day came up, I thought I was going to wake up to news of a nuclear mushroom cloud. I thought we were going to see some sort of nuclear detonation in that time. I was forecasting that long before fire and fury even happened. And then when fire and fury started up, thank God the North Koreans are a little bit more incompetent than we gave them credit for. (laughs) Because otherwise, we would have been in fucking big trouble coming out of that. So uh, what Russia was planning for, what they wanted to accomplish with Donald Trump as president, they got that. We are now almost irreparably damaged as a nation because of the Trump presidency. 600,000 Americans are dead because of the Trump presidency. Uh, We have this endless divide. Now we've got, uh, and maybe we can talk about this now, I was going to save it for later in the show, but now we've got 66% support in the southern region of this country for secession. This is among Republicans. 66% of Republicans want the South to secede from the United States. Now, this doesn't necessarily uh, indict the Republicans alone. There's support among Democrats and independents for secession in other regions of the country. The highest support from Democrats comes from the West Coast. Right. You know, meaning like, okay, well, we're doing great here in California, so fuck the rest of the United States. This is a staggering poll, and it appears to be entirely accurate. There's an entire study that surrounds it and so on. Uh, I wrote about it today for uh, the banter, thebanter.substack.com, if you want to subscribe to that. And it's one of those things that just endlessly frustrates me, because any support for secession shows a flagrant disregard for the facts of what secession actually says and what it does. Secession is a repudiation. Primarily, secession is a repudiation of democracy. It's a repudiation Mm -hmm. of small-r Republican nations. It means that, you know, and the impression that's given off, especially to emerging nations, is that democracy will eventually disintegrate and lead to despotism anyway. So why fucking bother? That's the signal it sends off. Secession in the South, I'm like, where are y'all going to go? Because there are lots of black people and brown people and queer people in the South. Yeah. And these states aren't really red. They Mm -hmm. are vote suppressed. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So it's like, yeah, you guys can make all the noise you want about wanting to leave the country. But, like, you know, Atlanta got a black mayor. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean – It's just, it's more cosplay. Yeah, yeah, it is. It is, and it's one of those things where it's a quitter's gambit. It's basically like, I'm frustrated because I can't convince the other side of anything, and I think on my side is completely superior, so you know what? I'm going to take all my toys and go home. Or an even worse assessment, an even worse metaphor is, it's like a kid who can't win at a particular video game. So he takes the video game controller, chucks it across the room, it shatters into pieces, and he storms off. That's secession. Absolutely 100% something a quitter does. And what's amazing to me, especially with Republican secessionists, is it's so blindingly contradictory. I mean, the Mm -hmm. same morons who are calling for secession claim to love America and its constitution. 
Especially all these virtue signaling Republicans who can't stop talking about standing for the anthem and the American flag and the Second Amendment and the Bill of Rights and all the rest of it. If America is so goddamn exceptional, why do you want to secede from it? Why do you want to leave? If we're so great, why are you? I mean, it's the most unpatriotic thing you could possibly do. It is worse than the insurrection. It is worse than treason. It is a full on repudiation. This is not working. I'm out. I'm not even mm-hmm. going to be part of this anymore. That is the very definition of unpatriotic. And by the way, once you secede, you de facto legalize secession. And once secession is legalized, it's extremely likely that individual states will eventually secede from the new regional government and so on and so on and so on. Because you say, well, secession's legal. This is how we were formed. So you go, mm, okay, well, if secession is legal now and I'm in control, I'm the governor of, say, Texas, and, you know, we have a decent economy, let's just secede from this new confederacy or whatever it is. I mean, if the confederates had won the Enjoy Civil War. Enjoy your electrical grid, bitches. Oh, yeah. <laughs> right. If the South had won the Civil War 155 years ago or whatever it was, uh, the very first thing that would have happened after that Confederate government had been legitimized, is Texas would have seceded from the Confederacy. That's absolutely what would happen. Because, again, it's, it's on the table. It's okay. That's one of the reasons why Lincoln fought the Civil War so fiercely. Because he knew that it would just balkanize North America. It would turn us into Eastern Europe. With all of these factions and ethnic groups walling themselves off and constantly changing hands in terms of leadership and so on. It is a horrible, horrible idea. Again, a quitter's gambit. The American economy, of course, would disintegrate. That's the next thing that would happen. That's why you don't want California to leave. So anyone who believes secession will lead to a better version of democracy, by the way, is deluding themselves, too. And I'm kind of looking to my left on this one. When democracies fall, they're too often replaced with something far, far worse. You're not going to get, this is the uh, underpants gnome model, (laughs) the business model. They got secession, number one, secession, number one, that's the number one part of the plan. Number two, question mark. Number three, uh, progressivism, more democracy. Well, no, (laughs) that's not how it works. And by the way, look at Hungary. Yeah, exactly. And then the question mark is a big disaster right there where lots of poor people get steamrolled. That's what ends up happening in those cases. So you see people, whether it's on social media or at a barbecue this summer or whatever, you see people starting to entertain secession seriously. Do not let them get away with talking about that as if it's a practical solution to anything, because it's not. It is absolutely not. Okay, let's see what else is going on here. I had an editor who just, she told me once, like, if you find something online (laughs) that seems too good to be true, that answers, like, too many of your questions and seems to, like, post hoc put everything where you want it to believe Mm -hmm. something, be suspicious. Yeah, yeah. You know, like, check the sources. Be, like, absolutely 100%. Because if it looks too good to be true, chances are it may be. But this document, I don't know. Mm. It the way it's like I was reading some of the Russia experts in the article saying, well, you know this this reads this tracks yeah according to the power structures and like someone would have had to have a very intimate knowledge of how the Kremlin's power structures work to put this together if it was phony yeah I mean there, there's all kinds of reasons for them to release something like this uh, deliberately and I'm just going to kind of chalk this up as being interesting but probably not what we'd like to think it is. And so this unless may just, it is. yeah, I mean, unless it is, I mean, if there's some sort of confirmation, we eventually get confirmation. I'm happy to fully embrace this. Trust me. I mean, this is, I, I don't know how damaging it's going to be against Trump. It's hard to say because he's kind of impervious to this kind of shit now, but still uh, you throw it onto the stack of everything else. And, and it's certainly helpful if, if true. It's certainly helpful to know that this guy was uh, chosen by Vladimir Putin, handpicked <laughs> to be the next president of the United States. And, of course, it shows further evidence of Russian interference in forcing Donald Trump to become president. I mean, not mm-hmm. forcing Trump against his will, but forcing us to swallow Donald Trump as being president of the United States, which I still can't believe happened, by the way, every time I think of that. I know it's been a long, long time, but st- Donald Trump was the fucking president. How deluded did you have to be to vote for Donald Trump for president? Jesus, God. 
So, and this is a further illustration of the madness of Donald Trump. And I'm speaking specifically of this latest revelation from the Carol Lennox Phil Rucker book describing how General Milley and the Joint Chiefs were uh, profoundly concerned about Trump's behavior after the election. This is a, a chilling, chilling uh, excerpt from this book that I have got, I've got to get this book and read this because this seems like one of the quintessential documents. It's the last year. It documents the entire final year of the Trump presidency. And in that year, we have the worst <laughs> things from the Trump presidency. We have the worst things from Trump ever. Things that we should never forget about. I was talking about this at length on John Fugelsang's show last night. We should never forget what he did with COVID in order to get reelected. I mean, it's not just what he didn't do about COVID. It's about why he didn't do it. He didn't do these things because he was desperate to pander to all of his supporters so they would enthusiastically vote for him in the fall. He wanted to turn the pandemic into a political shovel fight, and that's what he got. It involved tear-gassing peaceful protesters. It involved uh, firing rubber bullets at peaceful protesters so he could go do a photo op in order to pander to the evangelicals with his stupid Bible. That was one of many, many things that happened in this final year, and it culminated in the transition period where they thought, they literally thought, and I'm talking about the Joint Chiefs of Staff. This is no like side fringy group. This is no uh, splinter group from the White House or like turncoats or people betraying. This is the Joint Chiefs of Staff. They thought that there was going to be a Reichstag fire. There was going to be yeah. another you know, like rise of Hitler moment. We're going to talk about that. There almost was. Yeah. There that was absolutely. what the insurrection was, the fucking coup attempt. Yeah, yeah. But I think the main purpose of the insurrection was to stage a coup, was to do, like mm. legitimately overthrow the will of Congress, overthrow the duties of the Article One powers in this country. So we're going to get into this whole article uh, about this Lennox Rucker book, these latest revelations, right after this from Stephanie Miller. Well, do you ever catch yourself thinking when you're looking in the mirror, ugh, ugh, I wish those under-eye bags would just go away. You're not alone. Bags and puffiness under the eyes are a problem for millions of American men and women. Until now, introducing the new Genucel Serum with plant stem cell technology from Chamonix. Susan from New Jersey wrote me, I've been using Genucel for a couple of months. The puffiness around my eyes is gone. Even the crow's feet and small lines have disappeared and haven't come back. I love this product. I use it under my eyes, around my cheekbones, and on my eyelids. With its instant effects, Chamonix says you'll see results in the first 12 hours or your money back. I love it. I use the entire line of products. It is my favorite skincare I've ever used. Um, they guarantee it, though. Results in the first 12 hours or your money back. Order now. Get 50% off all Genucel packages for summer. Go to lovegenucel.com slash Stephanie. That's love, G-E-N-U-C-E-L dot com slash Stephanie. Lovegenucel.com slash Stephanie. I use it every single day. I get so many compliments. Check it out. Lovegenucel.com slash Stephanie. The Bob Seska Show. Yeah, yeah, this is Marina Rocks, one of our faves here on the show, marinarocks.com. Brand new single, this is called Joyride. Link in the description to support Marina Rocks. One of the best of the best of the best. I love her guitar playing, and this is a, this is a fun little departure. Talk about a song of the summer. Yeah, this is a song of the summer right here. BobSuska.com slash music to submit your songs to the show. Thank you in advance for doing that. And by the way, uh, yeah, if you want to support this show, 
Here's the best way to support this podcast. Patreon.com. Yeah. Patreon.com slash Bob Seska Show. Right? $1 a month, $5 a month, $10 a month, $15 a month. Those are the different levels. And for each of those levels, you get different kinds of uh, bonus content. Free stuff that's exclusive on our Patreon page. Don't miss out, okay? Okay. So, getting back into this... Just keep uh, the song playing. <laughs> I really like I it. I know. Okay, yeah. Marina rocks. Yeah. Get it. She's amazing. Amazing. Hey! 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 <laughs> Gotta get my ass to a beach. Yeah. Well, bitter old man, he got her face. So get out of here, you gotta find a new place. <laughs> so great. <laughs> all right. Uh, moving that beach just makes me want to drive fast with all the windows down. Yep. Know. Yep. Absolutely. That's, yeah, that's the whole vibe. When we talk about song of the summer, what I'm really thinking of, I don't know what your definition of song of the summer is, but my definition of song of the summer is a song that you play with the windows rolled down in the summertime, or if you're you're down in uh, Ocean City or whatever, you're down, the sh- down ashore. Uh, I love the, <laughs> the, Mar- the Maryland accent. I'm just doing the Maryland accent. Those are the go down ashore. We're going to go down to shore and uh, listen to some Marina Rocks as we're cruising on down in Ocean City. I play Christmas music in the summer. It cools me down. Do you really? Yeah. Yeah. That's Stephen Colbert's Christmas record is great to blast in July. <laughs> There's that's so unusual. That's <laughs> and Stephen Colbert's great. Stephen Colbert's Christmas record is really fucking weird too. <laughs> I love it. I love that record. Yeah. Okay, so Millie, uh, General Millie, who was the chairman of Joint Chiefs of Staff, and other Joint Chiefs discussed a plan to resign one by one rather than carry out orders from Trump that they considered to be illegal, dangerous, or ill-advised. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and, and I hope, God, I hope the Joint Chiefs step up to a microphone soon to verify this story. So it's not just, oh, look at the liberal media. But then again, they'll see the Joint Chiefs staff. The Red Hats will see the Joint Chiefs of Staff, and they'll go, uh, well, this is obviously... Emasculated military. Well, no, they're going to say yeah. it's deep state, deep state, deep state. That's going to be what that's mm-hmm. all about. Yeah, deep state, deep state coup. They wanted to stage a military coup is what uh, the Fox News line will probably be. And in fact, it probably already is by now. By now, I'm sure Pete Hegseth and all of those weirdos on Fox News Channel are already talking about how this was uh, an attempted military coup or whatever, uh, an attempt to undermine the president and so on. The book recounts how, for the first time in modern U.S. history, the nation's top military officer, whose role is to advise the president, was preparing for a showdown with the commander-in-chief because he feared a coup attempt after Trump lost the November election. And what did we get? We got a coup attempt, mm-hmm. a violent coup attempt, a violent invasion and occupation of the United States Congress, an attempted assassination of the vice president. I cannot believe that Trump is able to stand in front of people and continue to do rallies and speeches that he isn't in hiding right now. This mm-hmm. guy should be in hiding. He should have had to flee the country using a, a secret identity and a fake ID. He should have been forced to leave this country. And I don't know, there's no real mechanism for this. And maybe we need mm-hmm. to adopt a mechanism for what Trump did. Maybe we need to pass some laws here or constitutional amendments along these lines. You know, I don't know what the solution is, but obviously, if it happened once, it's possible that it'll happen again at some point down the road, whether it's Donald Trump again or some other Donald Trump copycat or someone we can't even foresee decades down the road. This is a, a giant gap in the system that needs to be closed. We can never go through this again as a country. And you know, it's very easy. We are the kings and queens of denialism in this country. It's very easy for us to go, well, I got my toys. So what was that thing that happened in January? I don't care. It's very easy for us to do that in this country, to move on, to forget about it and move Let's move on with our democracy. Let's move on with our country. Why are we dwelling on the past? Why are we dredging up all of these bad memories? Well, so it doesn't fucking happen again. That's why. Millie told deputies, according to the authors, they may try, but they're not going to fucking succeed, he said. You can't do this without the military. You can't do this without the CIA and the FBI. We're the guys with the guns. 
Millie said. And by this, he meant you can't stage a coup without the military, the CIA, and the FBI. And he's exactly right. But then what happens is, here, you game this out. So Donald Trump stages a coup. The military steps up to block it. And what do you get? You get 74 million American voters who voted for Donald Trump last year going, why is the military staging a coup against the president of the United States? <laughs> I swear to God. I don't mean to make light, but it's, it's the, just yeah. that ass backwards. Yep, it absolutely is. It is the I know you are, but what am I gambit? It is, oh, you're saying we're, the, we're attempting the coup? No, you're attempting the coup. That's what they do. That's the entire strategy of the Republican Party right now. Take whatever we're saying about uh, red hats and flipping it around and saying it's the Democrats who are doing it. Um, uh, just my freaking governor, when he was talking about that, he was like, the, you know, the, they're weaponizing the Justice Department against us. And I'm like, didn't we just last week find out that you had weaponized the Justice yeah. Department against yeah. reporters at the Times and the Post. Yep. They search for a leaker that may or may not exist. Mm -hmm. just Unbelievable. <sighs> Milley told his staff that he believed Trump was stoking unrest, possibly in hopes of an excuse to invoke the Insurrection Act and call out the military. Talk about a guy who has an inferiority complex. That is the most massive inferiority complex in the history of inferiority complexes. To the point where he was about to invoke the Insurrection Act and call in the military to backstop his lies, the big lie about the election. And you know, I, I think we need to change the term to the big lies, plural, yeah. and not just the big mm -hmm. lie, because it was an entire cavalcade of them. It was a conga line of bullshit about the election. It was ballot dumps. We're, what, what's happening with all these dumps? All these dumps. And I'm seeing, all I do is, all I see is the dumps. My Trump impression is quickly becoming Saul Rosenberg, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> I got to say, my favorite detail from the Carol Lennick thing, I mean, not to get too trivial about the whole thing, but drunk Rudy, like suddenly oh, yeah, deciding yeah. that he had a brilliant strategy. <laughs> just declare victory. Just go out there and tell him you want Pennsylvania. It's yeah. a brilliant strategy. No, listen. It's Listen, shut up. Listen, yeah. <laughs> it's right, yeah. The entire big lie or big lies may have been hatched by Rudy Giuliani, hammered Rudy Giuliani off in the map room or wherever he was with Andrew. They're just like, no, just if they say uh, Joe Biden won Michigan, you say that you won Michigan, Mr. President. Right. <sighs> For fuck's sake. Millie viewed Trump as the, quote, classic authoritarian leader with nothing to lose, the authors write. And he saw parallels between Adolf Hitler's rhetoric as a victim and savior and Trump's false claims about election fraud. This is a Reichstag moment, Millie told AIDS, according to the book. The gospel of the Fuhrer. Man, that gives me chills. That makes my hair on the back of my neck stand on end. And, and by the way, because I'm now 50, the hair that I'm losing on my head is now starting to grow on my back and, and the back of my neck. Just throwing that in there. It's okay. <laughs> I need, it's where, okay, Bob. Where are those aliens? Where's that swimming pool, for God's sake? Uh, Millie was warned by an old friend. This is an amazing quote. What they are trying to do here, the friend told Millie, is to overturn the government. Mm -hmm. This is all real, man, the friend said. You are one of the few guys who are standing between us and some really bad stuff. Jesus. The book details a phone call the day after the January 6th insurrection between Millie and Liz Cheney. This is an incredible exchange. This might be my favorite part of this article. This conversation between uh, General Milley and Liz Cheney, the Wyoming Republican who has close military ties. Cheney voted to impeach Trump and has been an outspoken critic of his election lies, leading to her ouster from GOP House leadership. Milley asked Cheney how she was doing in this phone call right after January 6th. And Cheney said, that fucking guy, Jim Jordan, that son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Couldn't agree more. Oh, man. 
Cheney bluntly uh, relayed to Millie what she experienced on the House floor on January 6th while pro-Trump rioters overran police and breached the Capitol building, including a run-in with Jordan, a staunch Trump ally in the House, who feverishly tried to overturn the election. Cheney described to Millie her exchange with Jim Jordan, quote, While these maniacs are going through the place, I'm standing in the aisle, and he said, quote, We need to get the ladies away from the aisle. Let me help you. I smacked his hand away and told him, get away from me. You fucking did this. Yeah. (laughs) I I disagree with Liz Cheney on everything policy-wise, but man, yeah. Sticking it to goddamn Jim Jordan. It was partially his fault. That's the thing. Donald Trump couldn't do this alone. He needed support on the Hill, and he got support on the Hill. Mm Mm-hmm. He got it. He got it from Republican leadership, for God's sake. I don't know if it was not necessarily Mitch McConnell, but certainly on the House side. He had his flying monkeys on the House side working for him in all of this, giving tours to the insurrectionists ahead of time so they can recon the lay of the land. That's what that was all about. So guys like Jim Jordan and Matt Gates and all the rest of them, uh, you mean uh, accused child predator sex Matt Gates, yeah, sex trafficker Matt Gates. Um, who needs to? Who had showed up right on time to something he was completely uninvited to? The whole free Britney mess. It's like Matt. Oh dude, yeah, she's too old for you. Yeah, yeah. She can buy her own beer. <laughs> God. Oh my God. Well, it looks, looks like things are looking up for uh, uh, Britney Spears. So at least there's that. Yeah, it does. Yeah. It's, it's better for her now. She's got her own lawyer. And she's a good got her own lawyer. Yeah. That's just an insane story. And she's got story. like Miley Cyrus, Britney Spears, Christina Aguilera, and all these other, and you know, uh, what's her face, Mimi, uh, Mariah Carey. Like, oh, yeah. This is my kind of Avengers movie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. What, I mean, the question is, has this been done before? Are there other pop stars who are under no. these kinds of contracts that No, this mm-hmm. is this is not normal. Uh, she she did need it, I think when she had her very public meltdown. Yeah. She needed somebody to help her and and get her the help that she needed and take care of her finances and make sure she didn't screw up. Mm. But 13 years of this and being told she can't remove her IUD and having to get permission to paint her kitchen. I mean, these are insane things yeah, that it is. that and and he's making money off of this and that's the thing. He he's it, it, he's awful. Yeah. Her father is just awful. I can't They're imagine. Big, and the, the family are big fundamentalist Christians, too. And that yeah. is one of the worst obstacles when someone's actually trying to get psychiatric help or get over trauma. When they're mm-hmm. like, well, just pray. Jesus will fix it. It's just it's so weird that this didn't sunset at a certain point. Like when she yeah. reached the age of 21 or something like that. Okay. Well, this she was 26 when she was um, under put under the conservatorship. Oh, oh, what the hell She's is that? She's 39 now. Why was she? I don't understand why she would sign that at age twenty six. I can she understand. She couldn't. Tw- it was it was ordered. It was court ordered. Yeah. Oh my god. Voluntary. It was an involuntary conservatorship, and this yeah. is very. I mean, uh, Joyce Vance brought up the fact that Michael Jackson and Kanye West, all acting odd, yeah, have never had this happen to mm-hmm. them. Was this around the time she uh, like shaved her head and everything yeah, like that? It was yeah. all that. Yeah. And so because of that. She was what a danger to herself and others, so they had to put her under this yes. conservatorship. Yes, but they should have given it to this the Jody person who she wants to be in control of it because that person is objective yeah. versus her father who is not. Mm-hmm. It should have been put under somebody that that could look at it objectively yeah. versus her father who just wants her money. You know, this is a great example of what I've been saying for years, which is that you know there are lots of fucked up aspects of the entertainment industry. But the music prong of the entertainment industry Mm, is more fucked up than anything else. The music industry is just upside down, ass backwards. Every negative adjective that you can come up with to describe something can probably be applied to the music industry. And this is just another example of the weird shit. And I feel like this trend of going for like younger and younger and younger women performers is all about getting people before they have autonomy yeah mm-hmm. before they can object to things like conservatorships mm-hmm. and just putting them under so much pressure that they're like I don't want to do this and like well don't you want your dream to come true yeah. don't you you know like and so um I I mean as a male singer in a rock band who dealt with record companies in the 90s um it wasn't as bad as it 
probably would have been for a woman. Mm-hmm. But as a gay man, there was all kinds of weird pressure from the record industry about, like, we want to put this under wraps and put it out later once you're successful. And mm-hmm. I'm like, I am not going into the closet. Yeah, yeah. Like, I've been out since I was 14, and no. Yeah. But it was, you know, and they were like, we need to get your nose fixed. I'm like, my nose isn't broken. Oh, Jesus. But mm-hmm. I mean, it was just, and you know, that's for a guy. Yeah. For women, it's like we've got to give you boobs, we've got to sculpt mm-hmm. your jaw, we've got to change your nose, and it doesn't matter if you can sing, we can fix that in the studio. We just yeah. need you to be passive and cooperative. Well, don't get me started about that, because that's across the board in all of Hollywood. The pressure on women, especially women who, uh, who proceed beyond Amy Schumer's last fuckable day, it mm-hmm. is just a fucking nightmare, and it enrages me what happens to women in uh, quote-unquote liberal Hollywood. It's ultimately really, really problematic, really troublesome, and it's something that needs to be fixed. But Jody, your mom never dealt with any of that, did she? Um, no, no, different time. Yeah, different time. I can't imagine. She was such a badass, though, and so funny that I kind of feel like people were probably like, let let Carol be Carol. Well, I mean, there was some sexism, obviously. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, when when mom first, because she was offered a, a sweetheart deal. By the president of CBS at the time, mm-hmm. when she left the Gary Moore show, he said, "You can, you get your own show, whatever you want to do," mm-hmm. and it expires in December of 1966, December 31st. Mm-hmm. And so she thought about it and thought about it. And she's, like, and she's pregnant with me, and um, <laughs> she says to my dad, "She goes, I want a variety show, like Sid Caesar. I want to, I want to do yeah. that." And, and my dad looks at her. He goes, um, "Carol, nobody." No woman has ever hosted her own variety show. It just, it's just not going to happen. And she said, well, I don't want to be in, you know, here's Hazel, the sitcom. I want, my, I want a variety show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because yeah. that's all she was being offered were these, you know, wacky, you know, <clears throat> sitcoms. And so they went to uh, Mr. Paley and he said, okay. Because that was the contract. I mean, trust me, business, the people in the business side were like, wait, we offered her what? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and so they said, okay. And they literally had... The first 13 weeks, I think she started on a Wednesday night, like at 8 p.m. or something. Mm-hmm. Um, and they had the first 13 weeks, Carol Burnett show in that time slot, and the 14th week had a question mark. And the show didn't really hit, honestly, it did not really hit big until the fifth season. Wow. I wonder they gave what- her a chance. But again, there was three networks and not a lot of competition. And she, she threw I Spy off the air. She, she, kept, she kept beating all these hit oh, shows. Too, too bad for Bill Cosby. Too oh, bad for Bill Cosby. Oh, what a um, shame. But, I mean, they, she, she started to beat him. Then they moved her to Friday nights. And then Saturday at 10 o'clock was when it was the golden time. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, but yeah, I mean, they were they were. She was told, you know, women don't do that. Mm-hmm. Well, and, and that's just that's how it was. It's kind of how it is. And plus, she was thirty four years old. People think she was younger. She was thirty four. Jesus, that's incredible. Uh, yeah, she is uh, such a badass. Yeah, I such a badass. Got it. We're not worthy. We're not worthy. <laughs> we're not worthy. Absolutely. Okay, well, we're going to take uh, one last break and come back and uh, talk about more things like how Trump plagiarized something. <laughs> As if it matters, what? but yeah. Trump he pla- can't read. How can he plagiarize? He, he Oh my God, this is just a flagrant plagiarism example, right? <laughs> okay. We're going to come back with more show right after these words. You can't always get a clean you can feel good about inside and out unless you're using Bubble Genius Bath and Body Products. See, Bubble Genius is a woman-owned small business proudly creating our vegan-friendly products in America and supporting other U.S. businesses by buying our ingredients and supplies from them as often as possible. Plus, you'll be hard-pressed to find packaging as recyclable as ours. Visit BubbleGenius.com and check out our cause-related items, too, like our global warming soap and a lot more. We donate our proceeds for those items to worthy causes, like organizations combating climate change and mountaintop removal mining. Good stuff like that. We also send our products to the troops overseas through our Buy a Soldier a Shower campaign. Because the least we can do is keep them smiling and smelling great, right? So visit BubbleGenius.com and feel good and clean. Bubble Genius, doing our part to make the world a better place, one bathtub at a time. That's BubbleGenius.com. Bob Seska! Flash of light, 
six or seven seconds away But the truth settles under the clouds And you'll say you must be dead inside I knew enough to know what's right I knew enough Oh yeah, one of our all-time faves again Paul Melanson right here song called Permanent Makeup from his uh, album, latest album, called The Get-Go's Action Hour. Yeah, link in the description at bobseska.com. If you want to support any of our bands, what you do is you go to bobseska.com, click the link for the episode that you want to... that includes the music that you want to download. And we got links for everything to support these guys. Yeah. What's that, David? I love that kick in the chorus. Bond. It just ah. Oh yeah, this is a yeah. classic pop song. Paul is an incredible singer, incredible songwriter. Jesus, most of the bands, I would say all the bands that we play on this show, should be accepting Emmy or Grammy after Grammy after Grammy. Yeah, it's amazing. So great. I yeah. mean, the talent that like we hear each week. So many good guitar players, so many good singers, yeah. and yet, if you look at the top ten on Billboard, it's all. Like laptop music, you know? Yeah, it is. It very much is. And I think uh, indie music is where the rock and roll is. That's where the rock and roll has landed. Mm -hmm. And so you love rock and roll. Man, this is it. Indie music right here. We don't just play rock and roll, though. I mean, bear in Mm -hmm. mind, uh, there's all kinds of stuff. All varieties of amazing music is happening in the indie scene. So uh, keep listening. Please do. And, of course, Indie Music Countdown at the end of every month. You know, you can go to the old Indie Music Countdowns and just have a playlist for yourself. Just listen to a bunch of them right in a row. Some great music in there. I do a little bit of gabbing. Not a whole lot. I've been doing less talk. More music, less talk. Oh, the Indie Music Countdown. And uh, so, yeah, just putting all the attention on the music. That's the whole intention there. Um, Okay. I can't stop thinking about this exchange between Jim Jordan and and Liz Cheney. (laughs) I I love it. Step right over here, little lady. We'll take care of you, pretty little filly. And she's like, fuck you. I'm Dick Cheney's daughter. Get the fuck out of my way. You (laughs) did this. You know? Yeah, she said, I smacked his hand away and told him, get away from me. You fucking did this. She said that. Oh, man. Meanwhile, the Democrats have uh, agreed on a massive reconciliation infrastructure bill. Democrats announced on Tuesday evening that they had reached an agreement on an expansive $3.5 trillion budget blueprint, including plans to pour money into addressing climate change and expanding Medicare, among an array of other Democratic priorities. That they plan to advance alongside a bipartisan infrastructure deal combined with nearly $600 billion in new spending on uh, physical infrastructure contained in the bipartisan plan, which omits many of Democrats' highest ambitions. The measure is intended to deliver on President Biden's $4 trillion economic proposal. By the way, those uh, child tax credits going out today, so people are going to start receiving their Biden checks as of uh, right now. And uh, as far as I know, they are tax-free. In case you're worried, am I going to have to pay taxes on these things? No. And the answer is no, no. No, it's a credit to your taxes, actually. Absolutely. You're just getting it in cash form instead of not having to pay it out later. You're actually getting it That's in right. your pocket now. Mm-hmm. Where is my cat tax credit? Your cat tax <laughs> credit. That's right. I said to Kimberly. I got three of them. This is how, you know, this is how we start the day in the house here. Uh, as soon as I open my eyes, Kimberly uh, pops out of bed and she stands up and she goes, Child tax credits going out today. <laughs> oh, good morning. Somebody asked me, do you like children? I'm like, I do, but I could never finish a whole one by myself. <laughs> exactly. Uh, this resolution is expected to include language prohibiting tax increases on small businesses and people making less than $400,000, according to a Democratic aide familiar with the accord, who disclosed details on the condition of anonymity. Mr. Schumer said the resolution would call for an expansion of Medicare to provide money for dental, vision, and hearing benefits, a priority for liberals like uh, Bernie Sanders. It's also likely to extend a temporary provision uh, in the president's pandemic relief law that greatly expands subsidies for Americans purchasing health insurance through the Affordable Care Act. Every major program requested by Mr. Biden would be funded in a robust way. Uh, Chuck Schumer said. So, fantastic. I'll believe it when I see it passed. Because <laughs> I still, I'm still like, ah, are the Republicans going to support that other one? Are the Republicans going to go mm-hmm. along with the $600 no. billion one? And uh, No, but we'll pass it in reconciliation. Yeah, yeah. Well, we're going to at least pass the $3.5 trillion in reconciliation. Oh, yeah. That's going to happen. But I think the point is to, uh, to have a bit of our cake and eat it, too. To have this 
piece of legislation go through via reconciliation, but to have the physical infrastructure bill go through in a bipartisan way. So it's really difficult to attack it next year as being, oh, it's the tax and spend Democrats. Well, if there are 10 Republicans supporting it to overcome the filibuster, you can't say it's the tax and spend Democrats or whatever the fuck the old, tired, old cliche is. So uh, that's all good news. Oh, yeah. You know what? I mentioned Trump plagiarizing before the break. Mm, mm-hmm. He plagiarized his blurb for Jesse Waters' book. What? Well, first, first of all, Jesse Waters has a book, and it's called uh, I Have a Very Punchable Face. No, th- I think that's Colin, <laughs> that's Colin Jost's book. But this, yeah, this is funny as shit. Okay, so this is from the... Uh, uh, I guess whatever the package that goes along with the publishing of the book, this is the thing that they distribute to people, people like the press, people, interviewers, podcasters, people who are going to review the book and look at, want to look at the materials. Well, this is what it says. This is the document that goes along with uh, Jesse Waters' book. It says, interspersed are his <laughs> thoughtful suggestions for overcoming left-wing radicalism, maintaining American democracy, moving beyond aging hippies like his long-suffering, loving parents, saving the world from social justice warriors and the deep state, all while smirking his way through life in only the nicest way. I'm, it's interesting that they describe him as smirking. Because that's, that's the most irritating thing about him. <laughs> yes. His so, poor parents. He's really throwing them out of the bus, isn't he? Yeah, he, his long-suffering, loving parents. Um, here's, the, here's the Trump blurb. This is what Trump wrote. This is his statement about the book. This is an endorsement for the book. Great new book out by Jesse Waters, How I Save the World. Interspersed are his thoughtful suggestions for overcoming left-wing radicalism, maintaining American <laughs> democracy, moving beyond aging hippies like his long-suffering, loving parents, saving the world from social justice warriors and the deep state, all while smirking his way through life in only the nicest way. Get your copy today congratulations jesse so donald trump just horked the thing that the publishers wrote up and passed it off as his own yeah yeah (laughs) just a fucking idiot remarkable remark and and he thought okay well this is gonna be easy i'm gonna get away with this Mm -hmm. and once again we forget that the trumps steal everything everything i forget who i was talking to about this but like the whole birther thing Trump stole that from Orly Taylor. Yeah, I was talking about it with John Amato from Crooks and Liars yesterday. Talking Mm. about how Trump... Orly Tates, there's a name from the past. Yeah, but she was like the prime suspect when it came to the birther movement. This was before even uh, Barack Obama became president. This was during the campaign when Orly Tates was talking about how Barack Obama isn't a real American and, you know, his middle name. And I the can't whole remember who she was talking to, but she was like, I think it was on uh, MSNBC, but she was like, are you going to let me talk? Earlier today, I had bad experience with Kitty Pilgrim. <laughs> you know who it was? You know what? I think it was, she was on with Lawrence O'Donnell. Stop That's the who hammering! It was. Yeah, he, he, <laughs> I don't think he said that. I had that, bad but... experience with Kitty Pilgrim. <laughs> 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 yeah, yeah. But, I mean, she invented uh, that whole thing, that nonsense. And then Trump yeah. took it and then claimed it as his own. It's like he, whenever he says, for example, I invented this or I invented that. Like uh, Tony Tamanik did a presidential Christmas special, and it was called I Invented Christmas, a presidential yeah. Christmas special. I mean, that's, that's what Donald Trump does. He steals everything. It's no wonder Melania stole uh, Michelle Obama's uh, speeches. On not one, but I think at least two occasions. They're thieves, they're crooks, and it's not limited to uh, legal malfeasance. It's everything. Creatively, they're thieves. There's nothing that comes that's original from Donald Trump. Uh, Meanwhile, he wanted Trump wanted to assassinate a staffer who leaked about the (laughs) bunker. About his uh, hiding in the bunker. Clearly, that really bugs him, so we shouldn't bring it up. Bunker, 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 bunker. bunker. Yeah, don't, don't, and don't, whatever you do, don't play this song from Rocky Mountain Mike either. <laughs> this will really annoy Trump. Right? Calling for forests of barbed wire fences. Calls out his monkeys with guns and their tear gas. Climbs into his hole starting on Friday. 
day Showing his nuts Holds a Bible on Sunday White supremacy they control from the shadow Goes down to his basement And snorts his Adderall Well, let's hunker in the bunker Yeah, he's all right, we can see And call the tanks out Yeah, he's not above Yeah, he's a snake On that we can agree Well, let's hunker in the bunker, yeah, he's all right, we can see. Yeah, great Thank Rocky you, Mountain Mike. Mike. Rocky underscore Mountain underscore Mike on Instagram. <laughs> Thank you for that. Yeah. So, yeah, he wanted to charge the staffer with uh, treason and have him executed. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Mr. Inferiority Complex. Ah, so sad. You know, Dick, Dick Cheney didn't have a problem being hustled into the bunker no. during 9-11. But yeah. then again, that was 9-11 and not just a peaceful protest outside. That's right. Wasn't the word, it was either Bush or Cheney. I, I think the uh, description was their feet barely touched the ground. As they were being, and this was on 9-11 when they were being uh, hidden, obviously, for, for safety reasons. Because we didn't know. We didn't know what was going to happen next after they... Uh, hit the World Trade Towers. And so, uh, yeah, they immediately Secret Service rushed in and hauled them both into uh, into that bunker. Yep. And their feet kind of touched the and ground for a second. January 6th, we know that, like, I mean, the fact that, you know, I mean, they take Trump, Trump runs to the bunker if it thunders too loud. Yeah. And, so, and yeah. he's, like, standing there, like, watching TV. So he knew he was never under any threat, and he knew that he'd started this. Uh-huh. Well, that's the feature that no one ever really talks about, is that Donald Trump is an immense coward. I mean, make yes. no mistake, most of his bluster is because he's so afraid. And the thing that I always remember as being an example of how afraid he is, is when uh, he was doing a rally in 2016 and someone jumped up onto the stage or something like that, or there was mm-hmm. some noise that happened, like a loud noise, and the Secret Service rushed up onto the stage, and you can see the panic. Trump like like whips his head back and forth around faster than I've ever seen him move, and then as the Secret Service is grabbing him, he he's like grabbing one of their arms and like caressing it. Like, please save me. Please save me, daddy. Mm-hmm. He's a big fucking coward. Mm-hmm. And he puts out this uh, alpha bluster that makes everyone think that he's this badass. And he's not. He's just a, a soft, doughy coward. These are all the same lessons we learned in elementary school. About yeah, police. exactly. You know, like, and that's what I can't figure out. Like, where is people's gut instinct with this guy? Mm-hmm. What on earth is making them look at the fake hair, the fake, the makeup, the hideous suit and go, this guy's on the level. Yeah, I know. He's telling me the truth. That's it. That's that's the cult. It's the they have been brainwashed into ignoring all of the. Just glaring warning signs about this guy. And there are millions of them. You could start the list now and still be talking after Labor Day about all the things that are very obvious about Donald Trump. Okay, that's it for today's show. We're going to see you again on the uh, Postmortem Show coming up right after this music is done playing. We keep on talking. That's exactly how it goes. We call it the Postmortem Show. We put it up on our Patreon page, patreon.com slash Show. If you sign up at $5 a month, that's literally like pennies per show. Uh, You get all the good stuff on our Patreon page. So we'll see you over there, folks. Take care. Bye-bye. Stop the hammering!